Walking with integrity is our topic today. No, this isn't the same thing I talked to you about two years ago in a general assembly, although there are a lot of similarities. I think you'll see what I mean. I know Dr. Anderson talked to you yesterday or encouraged you like a, a good father or grandfather to, uh, to keep up doing a good job. The semester is almost over. Just think about it. Actually, two weeks from today, some of you will be driving home. That, that can't be right. Is the calendar wrong? Mrs. Marriott, is that right? Ah, oh, two weeks from today. Now, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in the next two weeks, and you know that, right? I asked my class yesterday about what they had due this week, and I was astounded about what the faculty had done to you this week. <laughs> okay, so let's take a little survey. If you have a paper due this week, if you have one paper due this week, raise, raise one hand. Okay, if you have two papers due this week, raise two hands. If you have three papers due this week, raise three hands. Okay, wave your hands if you have three papers due. Okay, I think I'll stop with that. It'll get depressing if I keep, keep going. It's busy. We know that. It happens that way every year after Thanksgiving. And we're praying for you. Certainly we are. And I know the Lord will help. He, he does. I want to talk to you today about walking with integrity. Um, and we're going to look at Psalm 15, just a few verses in Psalm 15. And we'll look at some other verses as we go through what God has for us today. Let me ask you a few questions. Are you walking with integrity? Are you a good example to follow? Do you keep your promises? Are you consistently honest in your words and in your actions? Maybe I can use a phrase from Proverbs. Do you have a, quote, good name, end quote? You have a good name. There are a lot of examples, and there, there always will be a lot of examples, of lack of integrity swirling about. You hardly have to even try to pay attention. I was uh, driving in, in my Ford truck this morning. Actually, I've owned a Dodge truck and a Chevy truck, and now I own a Ford truck, and they all rusted out, actually. I, I don't know. I, I heard about a Midwest governor who had a secret, who has a secret email account with over 17,000 emails on it. Hmm. Probably not an illustration of integrity. I heard this, I read this this morning. I don't recommend Sports Illustrated, but the magazine got caught recently with two writers that really don't exist. Yeah, they don't exist. 
AI created a picture for them and created everything they wrote and they're published in their magazine on a regular basis and somebody figured it out that they're really not human beings. And we could go on and on with evidence of lack of integrity. I don't know if you know this, but recently, um, I know you know this, we had HLC on our campus. We're waiting for their report, by the way. Hopefully you're still praying about that. We're hoping, hoping for a good report this week. They sort of promised we'd know by the end of November uh, about their visit. So we have just a few days left till the end of November, right? Uh, we had to uh, give them evidence that we take integrity seriously at Maranatha. Now, you might guess we do, and we, we certainly do. So we had to create a document um, that showed that we take integrity seriously. This is, this is the document right here. It doesn't have the cover on it that we created a pretty cover. I didn't print the cover, but... This is a database of academic dishonesty at Maranatha for one year. I hate to bring this up because it, it doesn't reflect well on us. There were 34 instances in one year's time period that we actually knew about. If you look at this... Um, most of the 34 instances were related to plagiarism. A majority are plagiarism. And then there's uh, cheating on tests and quizzes that are sprinkled in here throughout the document. goes page by page. I wanted to share, of course this is all anonymous, and to protect everybody involved, but... There's a little descriptive category that describes what took place. This one says, I, I want to share two of them with you. These, these are sort of random. The student submitted a paper that had large portions that are identical in wording to another student's paper. The other student said... They emailed the paper to the individual to give them an example to go by. Not too smart. And so apparently the student just took the document and used it as their own. That would not be an example of integrity. This, uh, this other one says, Fred... I hope you don't hope there's no Freds. There might be a Fred. I don't know about it. I just made up that name. Fred failed. Fred Nethel I use in class all the time. So this is Fred. Fred failed to turn in his research paper on time. On project due date, he submitted a paper that appeared to utilize AI. I asked him to meet with me, and he immediately confessed to having done so. In a subsequent conversation, he said he was thankful that I caught him and that he struggles greatly with writing and academics. And he was sorry for what had taken place. Actually, I see a lot of integrity in what was written there in that, that statement. 
34 instances. Now, it was interesting, I met with one of the HLC uh, representatives. I'll call her Dr. G. She's a provost out in Nebraska. And one of the things that came up in my meeting with her was integrity. And she started off by saying, I'm going to quote her loosely, I think this is what I remember her saying, I guess you don't have much trouble with that around here, end of quote. And I don't think that we do, comparatively speaking, I really don't. But then I said, well, Dr. G, everyone's a sinner. We're all tempted to take a shortcut. And sometimes we fall in the area of integrity. And she thought about it and said, yes, I think that's the right way to look at it. I want to talk to you today about integrity. We're going to come at this from a couple different angles Certainly, there's a need for integrity, and certainly in the semester, this is the time when we need to be reminded about integrity, not to take shortcuts. So, I think it would be good for us to talk a little bit about the biblical meaning of integrity, and so let's do that first of all today. We'll look at some examples. I have some thoughts about it. Um, There's a Hebrew word... And um, it looks like Tom, but Dr. Goodwill would say Tome, if he pronounced it, I think. Probably maybe a little bit like Tome or something like that. It's used in the Old Testament very often, and it's translated a couple different ways. You will find it translated integrity often, the actual word integrity. A few times it's also translated uprightness. Or it often says, another few cases says, walking uprightly, walking uprightly. So if you've you've gotten to Psalm 15, 1 and 2, let's look there just for a second, because we see that word used in verse 2. I think you might remember when we talked about Psalm 15, maybe somewhere in the recesses of your mind, uh, we had a chapel about Psalm 15, Lord... Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. There's a meaning to this word. I think probably I tried to give you a definition there. Honesty in words, actions, and motives. Honesty in words, actions, and motives. Living with a consistent set of moral principles. It's a way of life, really, to live with integrity. And so I like the idea of walking uprightly, really, that's mentioned to us in verse 2. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. You see, in Psalm 15, the psalmist begins the psalm by asking us, maybe we could say it this way, who is a spiritual person? Who is a spiritual person? Hey, if you've checked out already, if you're not listening any longer, now's the time to tune back in. That's a question we ought to ask ourselves. Am I a spiritual person? The psalmist answers that in verse 2. 
He's saying, walk straight, act right, and tell the truth. The heart, the tongue, the hand are in unison doing what's right, leaving no place in the soul for hypocrisy or deceit. Integrity. It's really a way of life. It's the way the spiritual person acts. Now, there are benefits to um, walking with integrity. Scripture is very clear that, uh, at this. You, we could, I, I've looked at Psalms quite a bit here, or I mean Proverbs quite a bit here, to find these benefits of, of integrity. And there's multiple Proverbs that talk about the benefits of walking with integrity. And I've listed only a few here just for us to, to think through for a moment. Why should I walk in integrity? Why should I, should I be a person with integrity? Proverbs 2, 7. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. There's our word again, walk uprightly. If you remember, about, if you remember Proverbs 2, it's about wisdom. The proverb is all about wisdom. And it's saying wisdom from the Lord is a buckler. A buckler, that's our word shield. It's a shield to them that walk uprightly. We're going to see that multiple times in a few examples I give you today. That integrity is really a shield for the believer. Do you need a shield? Do you need protection? Walk with integrity. There are a couple other verses in Proverbs that give us the same idea. Proverbs 10.9. Proverbs 10.9. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. Integrity is a safe way to live, a secure life, a life where God protects us when we walk in integrity, if integrity is a part of our life. Proverbs 28.6, better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness, there's the phrase again, than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. You see here, integrity is valued far, far, far above money, prestige, wealth, Integrity is so much more. I thought of Proverbs 21, 22, 1. A good name, this is the verse I referenced earlier, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor, favor rather than silver and gold. There is an incredible, incredible value in walking in integrity. So I think there are a couple principles about walking in integrity, and I want to call these action, action steps, so let's get really practical, or more practical if we can, for just a few moments. Action steps. Okay, what's it look like when I walk in integrity? Well, the first one is very simple. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Even if it hurts, be honest. 
James 5.12, Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay, <clears throat> nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Now, <clears throat> I hope you don't lose the old English in James 5.12. It's, it's very clear, isn't it? When you talk, people should know you're being honest. Your yes means yes. Your no means no. Always speaking the truth in your personal interactions. That means avoiding exaggeration. That means avoiding deception or manipulation by your words. That means being transparent, authentic, a real person. Are you real? Are you real? Or is your life living a lie? When you claim something is your creation, is it your creation? This doesn't happen much anymore. Maybe it happened to you a long time ago when people used cash. When the cashier hands you back too much change, is it your lucky day? Or is it your chance to be honest? I don't know if you've ever done that. And again, we, don't, we use our credit cards today, so we don't use cash. But... The look on a cashier's face when you hand them back the extra change is worth all the effort to hand them back the extra change. You should try sometime, if you ever use cash. When you find something, finders keepers, right? When you find something, is it yours? Is it? Let's say you even know the owner. That happened to me recently, and they didn't give it back. Do you return it? So, are you honest? Are you really honest? Ask yourself that question. Okay, practical action step number two that is all about integrity is, do you keep your promises? Do you keep your promises? Ecclesiastes 5.2. I'll even quote Ecclesiastes today. How about that? Ecclesiastes 5.2. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou art on earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. That's a good verse. A man walking with integrity follows through on commitments. Integrity is reliable. Integrity is dependable. Fulfill your obligations even when they hurt. Even when they hurt. Psalm 15, verse 4, that I didn't read, maybe you're still there on your phone, has a little phrase at the end of verse 4. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changes not. It's talking again about the spiritual man, the godly person, that when they make a promise, they fulfill it, even if it hurts. Even if it hurts. 
He keeps his word whatever the cost. Have you ever made a promise and you started to think about, oh, I didn't know how much this was going to cost me to, to follow through with this. Maybe I can get out of this somehow. Hmm. Scripture tells us, Psalm 15 tells us, a spiritual person keeps their word whatever the cost. Have you ever borrowed something? Maybe you're wearing something today that you borrowed. Let's say you go eat breakfast and you, you know, bacon falls all over the front of you or sausage grease over the nice sweater that you borrowed out of your roommate's closet or drawer. What do you do? What, what would you be tempted to do? I know what I would be tempted to do. Sneak it back in and just think, well, they'll, they'll forget. They'll think they dripped bacon on their sweater or something. I don't know. Maybe they won't see it for a while. Okay, you know that's wrong. Um, I have a story about a wheelbarrow that I don't really have time to tell the full story, but I loaned somebody my wheelbarrow once. I never saw that wheelbarrow again. They didn't know the rules of Watertown. Do you realize if you put something by the road in Watertown, it's free game? Some people drive around in pickup trucks, not me, and and they look for things that they can find by the road. Well, somebody borrowed a wheelbarrow, and they they put some stuff in it that they wanted the, the trash man to take, but the trash man took the stuff and my wheelbarrow and drove away, and I never saw that wheelbarrow again. And they said, sorry. That's all. Okay. Hey, be responsible. Keep your promise. When you loan somebody something, hopefully you ask permission, you are, you're making a promise to them that you will give it back in the same condition. So I have a final one here that really encompasses a lot of things, but often we are tempted to think in an integrity way, but we don't follow through. So letter C is act with integrity. Follow through. Just don't think about the right way to act. Follow through. Always do what is ethical, even when it's difficult unpopular and costly. Integrity follows through. The easy way is not the way of integrity usually. It's not the easy way usually. You know, we can ask some Bible characters about this. We could ask Joseph. We could ask Daniel. We could ask Ruth. We can ask a lot of people about integrity, and whether it was easy. No, but it was right. So let's just think about a couple examples. I could ask you these. You would come up with them, right? Now, to review, integrity refers to a person's moral and ethical choices. Are they honest? Are they sincere? Are they consistent with Bible truth? Remember, integrity is responsible. It's accountable. So what Old Testament character comes to mind? You can't use any I just said. Okay? Other than those three, 
What Old Testament character comes to mind as a person with integrity? I, I have at least three or four more that I've written down than the ones I gave you, right? Okay, this is, this is really exciting. This group is too big to do this, but I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them the name you just thought of. Yes, some of you who haven't been thinking, you're going to have to think for a second. <laughs> turn to your neighbor and tell them the name, the you want me to repeat the question, don't you, all of a sudden? Yeah. Old Testament character, integrity. Not Joseph or Daniel or Ruth. Okay. It should have taken five seconds to say a name, right? Sounds like people are writing paragraphs here or something. Okay, if your neighbor said Joseph, Daniel, or Ruth, raise your hand. Oh! <laughs> you think they were listening, guys? <laughs> now, I wonder if anyone said David. You don't think about David in integrity because we maybe think about David and some other things in his life, but do you remember when he had the opportunity to harm Saul? He acted with integrity in that case. Maybe you said Job. Job was a man with integrity. Anybody think of Job? I see a couple hands. Maybe you said Esther. I don't know. You could have said Esther. She certainly stood up for what was right at great cost, potentially, right? Or you could have chosen somebody else. New Testament characters, Peter and Stephen, Paul, you could have named those. Um, I have listed three. We don't have time to look at these passages. I didn't think we would. I'm just mentioning to you. Remember Joseph. He chose to walk with integrity. He resisted the advances in Genesis 39 of Potiphar's wife, knowing most likely there were great consequences for doing what was right, but he knew who his God was too. And he was committed to honor God no matter what. He chose to walk with integrity. And it had consequences. But the Lord was his shield if you know the life of Joseph. Ruth. Joseph was accountable. Ruth was faithful. She kept her promises. Her loyalty and honesty were amazing, weren't they? She was determined to keep her word to her mother-in-law and honor that relationship even though potentially it, it could be at great cost. She made a choice to walk with integrity, and it had consequences, and there was uncertainty. But the Lord was her shield. Daniel, we all know this story. He had consistent integrity. He was consistently an honest man. His life screams integrity to us. 
And even when, later on in his life, when the king makes a decree in Daniel chapter 6, he won't turn his back on what he knows is right. And it had consequences, as we all know. He chose to walk with integrity. It had consequences. But the Lord was his shield. So, what do these individuals have in common? Well, obviously they had integrity. They weren't perfect people. We're not perfect people. And often, in every case, integrity had a cost. It wasn't the easiest path to take in their lives. But they honored God. Psalm 15 Verse 2, the scripture asks us, Who is this spiritual person? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. We thank the Lord that he was with these individuals. Let's talk about how we can apply this to our own lives a little bit. The whole time we've been making applications, but I wonder what God is speaking to you about today. I wonder why you were sitting here the last 30 minutes. William Peters. William Peters is an interesting, interesting man. Let me tell you his story in a brief, brief way. William Peters was a colonel in the Confederate Army. He was a cavalry colonel in the 21st Virginia Cavalry. He was 35 years old in 1864. He was part of a group of 3,000 cavalry troops that invaded Pennsylvania to raid Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, a night's ride north, about 20 miles north of the Mason-Dixon line, right on Interstate 81 if you drive up it today. It had a population of 6,000 people. It had government warehouses, union government warehouses. The situation that day and night was a long series of retaliations, north against south, south against north. This was like number 13 in a row of retaliations. The Confederates arrived at the break of dawn in Chambersburg and demanded $100,000 in gold or $500,000 in greenbacks. Money wasn't worth much even back in 1864, I guess. Or the town would be burned to the ground. By the way, both sides did this in the Civil War. I'm not trying to take a side here. After three hours of waiting and no money, Jubal Early, the general, decided he was going to burn the town down, and he ordered Colonel Peter's regiment to torch the town. So Colonel Peters had a choice. That day, he refused to obey his orders, saying, quote, I will break my sword and throw it away before I will obey an order because of all the defenseless women and children in the town of Chambersburg. He was put under arrest for insubordination. And another regiment was chosen, and they actually lit the town on flames. 274 houses went up in smoke. Twelve blocks of the town was burned to the ground. 
3,000 people were left homeless. But somehow no one died. Colonel Peters, what happened to him? Well, actually a day later he was released. And he never was put on trial and continued to be in the military the rest of the war. He's wounded three times, survives the war, and teaches Latin at the University of Virginia until he dies in 1902. His wife said at his funeral, quote, The event that I, most, that I am proudest of in the long life of my husband was when he took the personal risk to refu- refuse a command and was more concerned for the fate of the defenseless inhabitants of Chambersburg. Now, Peters clearly was a man of integrity. I don't know his spiritual condition. I'm trying to figure it out, and I haven't been able to. But he did the right thing. So let me ask you today to think about your life and what the right thing is. Is there an area in my life, in your life, that is dishonest, deceptive? Has the Holy Spirit brought something to your mind that you need to take care of? You need to act. You need to make it right. That is a person of integrity. So it's not just knowing it, It's acting on it and making it right. Ask the Lord to help you to be honest in all things, keeping your promises, keeping your commitments. Lord, thank you for this time. We could look into your word today. Lord, we are so busy and Satan tempts us when we're busy, more seemingly more in this area than other times. Help us to be people of integrity and help us to act on what you have told us to do today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.